What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. This is a show about collecting sports cards. Are you having a happy hobby? I sure as hell am. I am really, really excited to be here. I spend time every week when I got it, kind of thinking and putting thoughts together on what I want to talk about this week. And as I was going through it, man, it's I, I get to the table, my formatting, and I'm like, all right, what do I want to talk about? What happened on Instagram? What happened in the hobby? And oftentimes I like kind of start with a deer in headlights, but once I'm like, oh yeah, that's going on in my collecting experience. Oh yeah, I saw this person post this car. It just starts to snowball. And then all of a sudden you have uh, notes upon notes and I've got a lot of notes today. So we're going to get into it. First and foremost, I want to say thinking a lot about all of those impacted by Hurricane Ian. Definitely. uh, It's amazing when you see the story on the mainstream news, you see everybody, um, all the, you know, the, the wreckage that has happened, people recovering. And then you look on Instagram and just see how many people in the hobby have homes in Florida and ha- were impacted and had had to leave. So uh, my definitely thoughts and prayers go out to anybody in Florida impacted by Hurricane Ian. Uh, my folks were literally about ready to leave the a uh, couple days before um, to Sanibel Island timeshare put the dogs in the kennel, decided at the 11th hour, it probably wasn't a good idea. Glad they decided not to. Unfortunately, place we go, um, Sanibel Island was hit really, really hard. And it just sucks to see that sort of devastation. So I know this is a show about sports cards, the escape, getting away, but I wanted to make sure, especially since there was a little bit of a connection for me personally, to shout that out at the top. So why don't we just get into this, okay? I had a lot happening this weekend. Shout out to all of you moms and dads who have your day of solo duty. Your significant other has plans, has something going on professionally, and you are one-on-one with the kiddo. Um, That was me on this past Saturday. It was a blast. Had a lot. Had a lot of fun, but definitely had zero gas in the tank by the end of the day. The exciting part, the highlight, first swim lessons. Um, That was fun. The kiddo was just laughing and just having so much fun the entire time. We're doing those every Saturday morning. So excited about that. And also just amazing how, how much time flies. My little one is celebrating her first birthday on Friday. Where does the time go? I'm sure all of you parents can relate. I feel like I'm in a time machine. One minute she was being born, the next minute she's one. I'm going to blink and she's going to be going to college. My hair is going to be grayer. Hopefully, though, I have a sicker collection. That's all I keep thinking about. It's like, man, I'm going to be old and gray and I'm already sore. I can't imagine what it's going to be like then. But hopefully my collection is just sick, right? The experience, the time spent in the hobby, the more years in, the better our collections get. And I'm going to plug it, but I got a really, really, really awesome guest coming at you on Friday. You will not 
want to miss that episode. Sitting here like I was last week at this time, I'm finding this space um, as a good recording time for me. Colts host the Titans at home at the stadium last week. Big win against the Chiefs. I have no idea what to expect at this point, as I think a lot of us as NFL fans. But I'm sitting here with my Matt Ryan jersey on. I like to just the embracing just this team, the fandom, buying cards, wearing jerseys. It's just what I'm all about. And I think about this. I've been doing this like connection with sports and cards. Um, it's just been a part of my life. Um, yes, there was a, a hiatus, but just when I was a kid, right, buying the jersey, buying the Jerry Stackhouse jersey, going, trying to find the Fleer inserts, putting those cards in my binder, like being a fan of Jerry Stackhouse. And that was the first player that just came to my mind. But I was, I was mad, mad crazy about Jerry Stackhouse. Maybe I started Jerry Stackhouse PC. Shout out to all you Tar Heel fans out there. Um, but I just think about this like connection I have with the players and then the buying of the jersey and then the collecting of the cards. And it rules, man. That's why we do this. And so I'm feeling that vibe right now, especially as I um, kind of came in and uh, just started being a Matt Ryan collector when Deshaun Watson put himself up and Falcons said, I'm going to go for this. He went to the Browns. Matt Ryan became dispensable, if you will, parting of ways, came to my Colts and now has been my quarterback. And it's been, just been so much fun collecting him, connecting with him, walking to the stadium today, hoping and excited for the game. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm. It's not the Peyton Mar- Manning era here in Indy where it's like, all you have to do is show up and you're going to, you know, score 35 points and you're going to, you know, be 12 and four. It doesn't work like that anymore. And Trust me, I I did take that for granted at the time, but I'm excited to be a fan of football. Excited to be a a Colts fan. Love season ticket hole. I love just this moment where this is my, I'm I'm at the highest of the week right now, and so that's why I'm recording this. So hopefully you all had a good NFL Sunday as you are listening to this. I am going to be at the Midwest Monster on Saturday in Fishers, Indiana. If you are around the area, go to the show, be there. There's amazing dealers, awesome show. I went to the I went to the first one in May. Just had an absolute blast. I'm unfortunately I mentioned my daughter's birthday is on Friday. Will not be there Friday, but I will be there on Saturday. People were heading down from Chicago. Show in Chicago wasn't great in May, and then they came down. And started slanging some cards. I had buddies coming in town for it. If you're going to be in the area, please come. I recommend going. There's a plug, a shout out for the show. I have already made a deal, okay? I've already made a deal. I've got cards coming my way. And that's because my buddy, Kevin, the Captain 37, you've heard him on the show, is going to be bringing his Peyton Manning and Tom Brady showcases to town. I, I I had to look at the Flickr page. I looked at his Flickr page and I said, okay, I need these cards. Let's work out a little bit of a deal. And we did that. I think there's a really, uh, one of the th- most underrated things right now for me, as I'm just thinking about going to shows, I, I'm not a show guy every week. I know there's guy, guys and gals who go to shows every week and I love following you on Instagram. I love whether you're setting up, whether you're just going to shows. I, I, I lived through that experience. Just because I find it interesting. I find it interesting when pockets of the Instagram community or just the hobby in general are meeting up at shows 
taking photos, making deals. I saw a lot of that this past weekend, which is super cool. I love that. And so I don't get to go to shows all the time, but I know a lot of you do. So when I go to shows, I want to maximize my time at the show. So I think that's where I think uh, something that I find underrated is the power of the pre-show deal. Okay. So um, I think about this and I think about my professional experience and I think about something that I absolutely loathe and that's like going to a trade show. Can't stand them. Never been able to stand them. I don't, I, I just don't like them at all. But sometimes it's what you have to do. And so for, for me, I've learned over the years, if I just show up at these things um, and wander around aimlessly, something might, something good might happen, but it also can lead to a really wasted, it can lead to wasted time and a wasted trip. And I, the number one thing for me right now in my life and what I'm trying to do is to protect my time. And so my mentality is professionally, if I'm going and traveling, identify who's going to be there, do outreach beforehand, grab a cup of coffee, get lunch, make that connection so that I can at least start building those relationships at shows so that when I'm leaving and going back, it's like, okay, that this wasn't a failure. I built this connection and we're going to do X, Y, and Z because of that connection. And I think the same goes through true the same goes true because of card shows and i think we all have the ability to identify the dealers that are going to be in the room before these shows and we all have the opportunity to see what sort of inventory is going to be in the room beforehand we just got to go do the work okay so instead of just like i will admit this it is not a bad thing and it's actually a very fun thing and a good thing to not to just walk into a show, wander around and see what's happening. But I think that might lead to you just buying cards sometimes just to buy cards. And then all of a sudden a month goes by and you're like, why the hell did I buy this card? Oh yeah, I bought this card because I was at this show and I felt obligated to buy this card. I think the something that I enjoy a little more would be just this idea of, okay, I know these six dealers that are going to be set up at this show. We're friends. I know what kind of cards they have typically. I know that they might have some of my PC players in their showcases going into the show. So I'm going to reach out to them. And that's what I did. Made that connection. Uh, went in. Said, okay, here are the cards I need from you, Kevin. Let's get this deal done. Just something I'm going through. Something I'm thinking about. If you're going to be on, there on Saturday, Midwest Monster, Fishers, Indiana. Make sure you say what is up. I got a PSA sub back this week and it was all wrestling cards and i think my my wrestling card collection his the my shiny modern wrestling card pc i i approached it started it maybe 2 years ago and i was really going high and wide and i was saying um to drake earlier this week i was like i don't i'm not sure and i'm sure there's people out there but it was kind of tongue in cheek i said i'm not sure anyone has spent more money on raw modern wrestling cards over the last 18 months than us. I'll shout out Gelman, maybe Gelman and his uh, Becky Lynch PC. But it's been before Prism, in Chrome, just buying cards because we love the wrestlers, love the parallels, just so many raw cards, like absurd amount of raw cards. And this is pre- attention being on modern wrestling cards. So that's when it was stuff was even cheaper. And I think for me, I was looking at what was coming in and I think we go through these motions where we need to identify and build focus around what matters most. 
And this was happening to me with wrestling cards. And I'm sure it's the same for you with maybe whatever you collect. And I think when I stopped focusing on just like football trendy, try to buy card of guy, make a connection and started to focus in on players that I love, I've been able to go deeper and had more fun. And I think about football, right? So I'm collecting Peyton, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, ancillary guys, Marvin Harrison, Edron James, got my team, Colts. Those are kind of the lanes that I collected and operate in. And so while I have those, fo- when you focus in on specific players in specific areas, as opposed to saying like, oh, well, these players I like all of these guys, like all of these gals, and I'm just going to start buying whatever I see. I think eventually you get to this point where I am with this wrestling card sub and with my wrestling card collection in general. It was like, okay, now it's time to scale back again. Maybe it, Maybe you shouldn't be buying anything and everything. It allows me better to focus in on what I really want to collect. So that has been an evolution for me, especially the the sub was a catalyst where it was like, okay, this is an opportunity for you to dig into your PC. And if you started some side PCs with some of these guys and you're, you're not feeling like you can go all in, take them out and just sell the cards. I think this is, this is something that I'm going through now, and this is something that I think we all go through. It's just, it's just these evolutions. So the sub came back, and for me, it was like, all right, here are like three cards that I want out of this that I want that align with the evolution in the new PC, and I'm just going to sell all the rest of them. And so on Friday, it was like, here's sub. I did IG Live show everyone cards, said most of these are for sale, had a couple people sign in the DMs. But then I was like, I need, I could use this cash for the show on Saturday. So I immediately sat there, took like, I don't know, 30 cards and pictures, put them all on eBay and listed them so that the auctions, and I, I typically do seven days, but based on the timing, I did five days. And those cards think they will end yeah by the time this episode goes live i think they're ending this wednesday so there's some nice shiny wrestling cards on ebay uh go check them out uh auctions in today um but the punchline of this is like that experience sucks like inputting data i hate it took an hour and a half almost two hours to go through this whole process and i think it's some of the necessary evils that we have to go through in the hobby and this was an instance where I I think I put it out there on IG about, man, I hate this process. This sucks. And everyone was like, oh, you should consign with X or go to a consigner. Go to, because I know, like I loved one, how everyone had a consigner that they loved and they wanted to put me. And it wasn't the consigner. It was somebody else who used someone they love. And I was like, I'm a big fan of consigners. But the problem is, is I got a, a target date, right? I got sat in this Saturday. I got a, I got a show to go to. And I need that cash and I need these cards sold. So if I go to a consigner, then I got to send them. There's the delay in the shipping, then the auctions in, then, then there's a delay in the payouts. And there, are, there is a time and a place for consigners. And trust me, I'm a big fan of them. But this was an, a rare instance where I needed to take matters in my own hands. So I don't know. There's just got to be a better way. 
I keep thinking about this. This is a problem that I'm, it's burning a hole in my brain. It is, it is, everything is speed. Everything in the hobby is speed. It's like when I get new cash in hand, it's, there's always like three or four cards out there that our auctions are going to end that I could use cash that I just got to apply to what's going out there now. And the more this cycle and the evolution and the process that we have in place, cash coming in, cards being sold, the more you have this and a, a pulse on this, the better hobby experience that you're going to have. I just think there should be a better way. And I'm really thinking about this, a better way to connect cards, collectors, cash, all of these things. There's a better way. So I'm going to leave you with that. But I'm going to say that I hate data entry, but I also love, there's something sick and satisfying about seeing those cards up there, selling, watching those auctions, seeing the watchers, crunch time when auction is ending. There's something pretty cool about that and satisfying. So I'll also say this. This is a big thing about the PSA sub that I got back. So the PSA sub comes back and these all 95% of these cards are shiny chrome wrestling cards. Okay. They co- it comes back in the next level thicker slab. I'm like, what is going on here? These are thick slabs. And I remember whispers. I remember hearing whispers from group chats about this happening to other people. And to be honest with you, like, it doesn't bother me that much. Like, but the, I wanted to know why. Why all of a sudden am I getting these cards back? And why all of a sudden they, are they in a different style of slab? Riddle me this. Thank God for group chats. Thank God for friends. Thank God for information. Don't take information relationships for granted, okay? While other people are out there pumping up bullshit to everyone else, and trying to be famous and trying to be a hobby influencer and trying to manipulate the market and trying to destroy the part of the hobby that we freaking love. There is other cool shit happening of people sharing stories and information out with other collectors in the community to better educate. And that's what this damn hobby is all about. But I got a message from my buddy, Kevin Randall. There's a second plug from him. He was like at a show. He talked to a buddy at the show and I got an answer. So this is not confirmed by PSA or collectors, but this is good information from a reputable dealer and friend that I'll share with you. So the story was that some of the new Bowman Chrome baseball and other thicker Chrome cards were coming in. PSA had a problem with both the cards because they made them slightly thicker and their plastic supplier had sent a shipment where they accidentally made the slab a hair thinner. So what was happening were cards were being damaged, and so they moved to a thicker slab until they could get the situation rectified. Now, I'm hearing that the situation is being resolved, and thicker slabs on chromium cards shouldn't be something that is happening in the near future. But I'm sure if you're a listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast, your hobby content alternative, you might or a friend might have run into a certain other instance. Uh, run into this instance like I did. And there is some secondhand knowledge from a trusted source about what is happening right now. So hopefully that helps you out. I hope you enjoyed the episode with my man, Corey, at Apocalypse Cards. 
so much passion, so much desire, so much experience. Really had fun with that one. If you're into wrestling cards or into kind of jumping into an alternative lane, that would be one that I certainly would check out. All right, so this week, Matt Doyle, MC Doyle Sports Cards on the pod. Man, he is someone who I have been chatting with on Instagram maybe since I started the show. Busy guy, busy professional, sick collection. He has been collecting since the 70s. He collects legends in his so many stories. Just unbelievable PC. Just go to his page. And he came on the pod and we we talked at the uh, end of last week. And it was just such a fun conversation. There were so many nuggets, so many insights, just so much passion. And so I highly recommend you tune in on Friday if you want to hear more from a seasoned hobby veteran. Had some mail days this week. Love me some mail days. So a couple things here I want to call out. So mail days. 2016 contenders cracked ice out of 24. Matt Ryan. So I am I'm hooked on these season tickets, these runs of players that I collect in cracked ice form. Number one, contenders cracked ice, unreal, so much shine. It is the type of sports card that I want in my PC. And the best part about it is there are so many years of it that I can begin to build collections and make connections and create continuity. And these cards aren't that expensive. So it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll spend. I think I spent on this 2016 Contenders Cracked Ice out of 24 Matt Ryan. I think I spent 10 bucks with shipping. Okay? <laughs> 10 bucks. And I th- the the card is awesome. And it's even more awesome because I'm trying to get all of them. So to me, that is a go in there, go in there and start building. So I love it. 2005 Tops Finest Edron James Gold X Fractor out of 10 PSA 9. That card popped up on eBay. I love you all. I love the community. Um, my brother texted it to me. I had about five people before, like maybe 30 minutes of it being live, send it to me. And I knew I just had to buy it. So they had best offer. I made a best offer and waited about 20 minutes and got too nervous and smashed Ben on it. That card, those cards, 05, gold, X-Fractor, just out of 10 of a Hall of Famer. I needed that card, okay? That's the last year Edron James played for the Indianapolis Colts. I think talent-wise, roster-wise, depth-wise, it was arguably the best team the Colts ever had. Obviously, they didn't win a Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl the next year. Edron James had left for Arizona, and then they won the Super Bowl. Jim Ursay still gave him a ring. But I had the 06 gold X-Fractor finest out of 10, first year in a Cardinals uni, and I was like, I got to make this connection. So putting those two bad boys together, 10 copies of each of them, I mean, this is what it's all about. Gets me excited. I hope stuff like that fires you up. I love that. And and they're just gorgeous cards. You know I'm a finest simp. You know I love finest. And low-numbered parallel finest might be my favorite things in the hobby. A card that I'm going to talk about even though it hasn't hit my doorstep. And the reason why I want to talk about it because it brings in the next 
topic and it is a talking about a specific card. I got the or I hope to get here soon by the time this episode goes live. And if it if I do get this card, I will post it so you all can check it out. 2012 Prism Peyton Manning Red Die Cut PSA 9. I am not a big die cut guy, but these cards, they're they're making me feel a little something, okay? So I got a gift, got the Matt Ryan as a gift, and it really got my thought process going. And I started to investigate and I was like, you know what? First year prison, these cards rule. And so then I bought the Phillip Rivers because there was one available. And so then from that point forward, I was like, okay, I definitely need a Peyton Manning now. And one Peyton Manning popped up. And so to me, when I start diving into something, I start to do the research and start to investigate. And there's through the research and the investigation, I find things typically that tell me you need to go deeper on this or you need to take a step back. And so this was one of those that hit all these elements and qualifiers where I was like, I need this Peyton Manning card. Okay. So first year prism, of course always going to be overhyped. It's always going to be more expensive than others. I'm a 2014 guy over everything else. I've been on record to talk about why I love 2014 more than any other year prism, but 2012, yeah, I get it. First year, I get why it's, you know, the most. With the red die cuts, I I think they just, I think they look really nice. And the other thing for me that I started to dive into was thinking about man like when i was after a peyton of these it was really hard to f- to find one available and so then i started to research and investigate i don't know what you do but whenever there's no serial number on the back of this card and whenever i my benchmark always is okay tom, take tom brady because obviously the most popular most collectible player and investigate the Tom Brady pop reports and try to get some understanding of what potentially the print run might be if there's not information in other areas. So I did this. So I looked at PSA. I looked at the BGS pop reports. Tom Brady, 2012 red die cut, has 12 of these red die cuts in PSA slabs and has 17 in BGS. So that's 29 cards that are graded. Then I look at Peyton. Peyton's got five PSA graded red die cuts. I have one of them. I think it's two PSA nines, three tens. Wish I had the 10. I'm sure the tens are all locked away in people's PCs. If you have a 10, I'll trade you. Let's upgrade. We'll make a little deal happen. But the, so five in PSA, five in BGS. So there's only 10 graded. Okay. So I start to like dig into old message boards. I was on blowout, just threads. And while I do not have a definitive answer for the, the the print run of these things, it appears, so information I've gathered, one per hobby box, and it appears that there's 50 to 60 of each player. That, to me, first year, 50 to 60, 70, who knows? If you know the exact number, let me know. I'll publish it on my story. But just traits, qualities. And so then that was the reason after my investigation and going through that process where I said to myself, okay, yeah, I think it's time for me to buy the Peyton Manning. And it was not that bad. It wasn't that expensive. It actually was one of those deals where the 
person had the card listed for like a high dollar price, not a high, but not like $9.99 or anything like that. I can't remember. 300 something. Okay. And you know, we all hate when we see that, but I just, no one had bid on it. And then an hour left, someone, I think it was like 20 minutes left, someone put the first bid in. And then I said, okay, maybe there's going to be more competition than I thought. And I put the next bid in. I put, it was maybe like 56, 75 bucks higher than the what was current and ended up getting it. And I was like, man, this just feels like it. You know when you feel that feels like a good deal? This feels like something that I'm glad I bought now. That's how I felt about those. But I love sets. I love products like that. I love stuff that's not like out there in the open that I think is cool and can help build continuity with collections. So that's one parallel and a product that I wanted to highlight this week. We'll be talking more about other stuff that I am digging along the way. I put this out there to close out this episode and it got some people sliding my dams started a bunch of conversations so I wanted to put it here on this podcast episode I said curating a collection is greater than buying cards it's transactional versus intentional and I feel like curation is always you're putting a never-ending puzzle together and it's back to that Matt Ryan cracked ice $20 cards feel the same as getting $2,000 cards when you're really curating a collection think curation breeds difference and no one should be able to create the same collection because it's impossible to replicate the same intention as somebody else. Personal connection and stories are the primary catalyst for some of the best curation. There are so many damn great curators in this hobby and the more we can think about building and creating stuff that is different than everybody else but is significant to us as our collectors the more enjoyment you're going to have in the hobby and the cooler shit we're all going to see. I think I love people that are turning left when other people's are turning right. I love people that embrace nostalgia. I love people that don't care what's going on in the mainstream of the hobby. I love people who are busy, who use the hobby as an escape. I love people who just try to make sense of the hobby their own way. We all have the opportunity to curate. We all have the opportunity to embrace the hobby how we want to. Don't let anyone else tell you differently. And if the mainstream in the hobby is doing, saying, or acting a specific way and it's pissing you off, tune them out and collect your damn sports cards. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More hell of an episode. MC Doyle Sports Cards coming at you on Friday. Peace out. Peace out.